Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Business of Design, episode 158. This is a BOD business alert episode, and it's going to feature David C. Baker. David is an entrepreneurial expert, and I met him in New York City last year when I attended a seminar on positioning, and I have since hired David for personal coaching, and his expertise is vast. I am really grateful he was willing to speak to us in the middle of everything. And uh, I read on David's website, which is davidcbaker.com, that firms don't often fail because their work isn't good enough. It nearly always is. No. They struggle because of the quality of their business decisions. I couldn't agree more. I have said this repeatedly. I have yet to meet an interior design professional who was fired because she wasn't creative enough or because the space didn't look beautiful. That's never how it goes down. It is always about a lack of business planning, a lack of a proper business model, and a lack of systems and procedures. Now, more than ever, your ability to survive what is going to come will depend on the quality of your business decisions. Business of Design is doubling down on our mission to save the interior design industry one design business at a time, and we are going to do that by adding free content for non-members as well as additional free content exclusively for members. Members, if you're not yet signed up for Wednesday's free group coaching call, I think there might be a couple of spaces left. It will be a structured webinar this time where we will share some templates for emails you may want to send to clients right now. I will roll out an initial strategy, and I'm not trying to be alarmist, but literally a strategy for survival. My philosophy is you have an obligation to survive and thrive, and it's our job to help you do that. Also free for members, we are launching Business of Design Bootcamp. It's going to run for five Thursdays beginning April 2nd and wrapping up on April 30th. Each webinar will last one hour and start precisely at 1 p.m. EST. You will automatically receive homework assignments, which we want you to complete prior to the webinar. I will answer your questions on the webinar, but they will not be questions about the fundamentals of the course content. Rather, clarifications on anything that is confusing and specifically how to implement immediately. We'll also be using the last 15 minutes of every call to focus on pertinent information you need right now. Pricing structures, marketing structures, client relationships, trade relationships, etc. Go to businessofdesign.com and sign up for Business of Design Bootcamp. Again, it is free to members. Members, if you can't participate in the coaching call because maybe you live in Australia, for example, and the time just doesn't work, or you can't be at bootcamp, rest assured those recordings will be on the website available to you following the events. And Aussies, you can expect an announcement about a coaching call that is scheduled so it's more conveniently timed for you. That will be coming up in the next few weeks. As soon as we have the details, we'll announce them on the podcast and we'll announce them in our newsletter. If you're not signed up to receive Business of Design newsletters, we typically send newsletters monthly 
for the foreseeable future, we will be sending them more frequently so we can keep you all informed of new initiatives, free content we are rolling out to help each one of you get through these turbulent times. Our first free event for non-members is today, Business of Design Business Alert Webinar. It is already at capacity. That happened really quickly in 24 hours, in fact. However, the link to the webinar recording will be available at businessofdesign.com later today. It will be free to anyone who wants it. We care about this industry and we care about those of you we haven't met yet. So we will do our part to make sure you get great information as well. We will be launching more free initiatives for the industry as a whole. When you see those announcements come out or you hear them on the podcast, please sign up very quickly. We will always make those industry-wide recordings available to everyone. Some of you I will be seeing on the webinar today. Again, those who signed up for the Business of Design Business Alert webinar That will be at 1 p.m. EST, don't forget. We'll release a second podcast on Thursday with more information for everybody. In the meantime, we have been so heartened to hear from so many of you members who are running your businesses in a process-driven fashion. You are not chasing clients for money. You are prepared for what is to come, and you have already made the decision you are going to survive and thrive. We're so happy for you. Thank you for sharing those emails with us and with the community as well. And by the way, some of you have begun to implement Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, and that's great. Some of you have modified it in various ways. One indication that your modifications are not working, you are having cash flow problems. That will not happen when you are following the prescribed formula, the prescribed system. It will happen if you make modifications along the way. I know the temptation is to adjust for individual projects. I know from experience, I know from thousands of you who have reached out to us and told us it doesn't work. Now more than ever, it's time to tighten your belt and run your business along very strict lines. Man, oh man, do you feel like I'm lecturing you? I'm so sorry. That's not my intention. And I also don't mean to minimize what's happening for everybody. Confusion, fear, sadness. I'm feeling it too. I have family and friends who are in various degrees of jeopardy and we're all just doing the best we can. I believe my role in all of this is to tell you the truth, to be candid and to be kind, but not to be kind alone. That won't help you. This episode will help you though, and I'm really happy you're going to meet David C. Baker. One thing to keep in mind as you listen to David, David is in an adjacent industry. He's in the marketing industry mostly, and so much of what he talks about relates to our industry, but some of it is slightly different. I'll try to navigate that for us, and I will pipe in with industry-specific information. There's a lot here, and there's a lot to do. I'm so glad I'm not alone on this journey. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. 
We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. For independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Good morning, David C. Baker. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. I am um, nice with you. Oh, thank you so much. I know you are dealing with your own stuff, and this is extremely generous of you to give us your time. Thank you for being here. Sure. Glad to do it. What's happening right now is cause for a great deal of speculation. And having steered my own interior design business through three recessions already, I know from experience that what people think is happening right this minute may not be preparing each one of us and our industry for what is going to happen. So, David, what's happening? Well, what's happening right now is not really an indication of what will happen. So, in this field, one of the things that's been very clear based on some of the ups and downs we've gone through as a creative industry in the past is that we are a lagging indicator. So, you look up around you and you see how society is responding and how other small businesses are being impacted. And then you look at your own business and it doesn't seem all that severe. So your temptation is to think that you'll be protected to some extent. But because we as an industry are a lagging indicator, you um, can look out and see what's happening around you and then anticipate that the same sort of difficulties and pressures will hit you anywhere from two, three, four months later. That would be typically the case. And so in a way, it's a benefit if you pay attention to that signal. Now, if you misread that signal, then you'll tend to believe that it's business as usual and not react appropriately. The flip side of that is that when the uh, overall economy around us begins to pull through, and I know it will. We'll get through this completely as as an industry, as a country, as a world. Um, that it, It's going to take longer to hit you. So it'll take longer to hit you at the beginning. It'll take longer for things to recover for you. Oh, yeah. I understand this firsthand. I took jobs in 2008 and 9 and 10 and 11 uh, that were absolutely not in my wheelhouse or so small as to be unprofitable uh, in a way that I could keep staff employed. And, you know, it was good intentioned. It actually uh, came from a really good place, but it proved disastrous for me. And actually, it proved disastrous for those people I ultimately let go. It delayed, number one, it delayed the inevitable layoffs, which had to occur. And by the way, there's a difference between a layoff and a termination, and we're going to talk about that in an upcoming podcast. Uh, It also tanked morale. Every person who worked with me felt the impact of our reduced circumstances, and that was really painful. And the third point is those clients who might have been ideal clients in the future never returned to us under our normal 
circumstances. Those who did circle back to do additional work were shocked at the fees and shocked at our standard operating procedures. So it's just a bad idea all the way around. I will recommend a very different approach to our members, which uh, will see them through this in a more thoughtful, measured way. One of the things that I'm encouraging people to do is to not widen their positioning at this point. That's a pretty dangerous thing to do. It's a very natural human thing to do when you feel a lot of um, risk happening around you to just grab any kind of work that can come your way. Another temptation that we need to avoid is to chase cash instead of profit. So if you happen to have anybody on your team, if you're not working just by yourself and you have some team members, you look at them and realize how painful it would be to have to cut their hours or maybe even cut their position entirely. And so you look at this new opportunity that's coming your way, and in a normal world, you'd never want to accept it because it's either not the right client or not enough money. There's You may even lose money on it. But you think to yourself, well, this will help me avoid the tough decision um, that I would otherwise face. And so you chase that. And actually, that's that's okay to do occasionally as long as you recognize that you won't ever turn that client into a fantastic one down the road. So if it's a one-time client and you're willing to sort of waste them and don't have any expectations about getting more work from them at a profit level that you would normally chase, then it's okay to do that. This is truly helpful, but I'm going to go back and unpack some of it. I want to go back to the lagging indicator and clear something up because in my own business in 2008, we had some big meaty projects on the go for which we already had deposits and we already had, you know, healthy, substantial deposits. There was no turning back on those projects. And so precisely to your point, we had a period of about four to five months where it looked like we were busy, business as usual. And then we had nothing. And I mean, nothing. And I, and I want to emphasize to everybody listening that one of the things that happened for us, David, and maybe you can comment on this, is projects were put on hold. And naively, I thought on hold meant on hold. But what in fact happened was those projects died and never came back because everybody is changed by a crisis. So can you talk about those false optimistic signs on the road and how to be wary of them? Right. I, I think what you just stated is true in a lot of areas. For instance, asking, uh, having a client of yours ask to defer payment and then you'll catch up on it or saying to your team, if you have a team, uh, listen, we need to cut your pay, but we'll catch up. Those, those are not promises that you need to make. And in terms of of pausing, I uh, people understand intellectually what you just said, but they still don't know exactly how to interpret those signals. Like, what is a pause, and what is just a natural? Hey, let me think a little bit more. I think you're right that we need to redefine the word pause and and just assume that pause means stop, and not um, not just operate in a business as usual mode when we see that pause signal it does mean generally stop now if we're if we're pleasantly surprised down the road fantastic but let's just assume it means stop right because the the problem with that is it gave me the it helped, it prompted me to make the decision to keep staff much longer than i should have 
And, uh, you know, I didn't want to face that difficult, painful decision of letting people go. And by nature, a majority of us are optimistic. So we're going to be okay. I'm going to not take a salary. We're going to get through this together. And it was a humongous mistake. I want to go back and ask about uh, what you said about do not widen your positioning, because that is the temptation. I am now going to, and I guess it ties into your third point, which is don't chase cash over profits, but I am now going to, this is what a lot of people are thinking, I'm going to take anything that comes my way, anything, because some cash is better than no cash. What's the downfall to that? The downfall is that it can keep you from making the tough decisions that you need to make. That's that's fairly obvious. The one that's not so obvious is this downfall. It's that any client you do that with will forever be a less than ideal client. So I would resist that urge unless you're willing to waste that client. By waste, I simply mean you'll never be able to turn them into a fantastic client. So those are the two dangers. It helps. It, it makes it easier for you to um, ignore the tough decisions you need to make, and you won't be able to turn that client into a great one down the road. That is absolutely my experience. Um, and then the last point was about cash versus profit. You have an obligation to survive this if you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur. You're not helping anybody if you go under. So how can we put on our armor, <laughs> suit up, show up? and make these difficult decisions in terms of cash and profits? Well, if you have a partner in your business, this is one of those times when partnership is fantastic because you can have these completely transparent conversations with each other. If you don't, this is the ideal time to be networking with other principals, presidents, you know, owners of firms like you serve because they uniquely understand your situation. Leadership is normally lonely. It's incredibly lonely in a time like this. And so you you have to you have to listen carefully to what your team is saying, but then you have to shut it off and make a decision that's in the best interest of the firm. You can't make an, a decision that's in the best interest of a single individual on your team. It has to be um, with the eye to how do we get through this unscathed? No matter how painful the decisions you make now, will is this what it takes to get through this on the other side and actually thrive? It's It seems difficult and weird to even say this, but when you look back at what made firms really strong and resilient and smart, it was going through a time like this. And the people who emerged on the other side even stronger then when they entered this are the ones who make the right decisions. It, at this, this is a point in history that makes it so clear that your level of creativity and innovation has very little to do with whether you'll survive as a business. It comes down to the quality of the business decisions that you make at this point. Amen. David, stay well, stay healthy, and thank you so much for everything you do. You're welcome. Thank you. Good to speak with you. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? 
together we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today 